Because how many times are we like these lepers? We have been touched, but we're not really grateful. We're, we're so distracted uh, with the blessings that we actually forget the blessor. How many of you know God has blessed you? Did you have a roof over your head last night? God, God has blessed you. Did you thank him today for that? So, um, we're going to read from the book of Luke chapter 17. If we could get that up on the screen. And it's the story of the lepers cleansed. And um, Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. And um, I just encourage you, bring your Bible to church. Amen. Uh, you need to love the Bible. Because if you love the Bible, it will keep you. And you will have a foundation for the days we're in. And, and don't answer me back like my son this morning. My little boy said, well, I have a phone. No, a phone isn't the Bible, okay? There's something about having a Bible and loving it. You know, in the next few weeks, we're hoping uh, to get uh, Pastor Philip, and we're going to record him reading the Gospel of Luke. And it's going to be the first of, uh, it's going to be the first of, of the four Gospels that he's going to record. We're going to do them on video and audio so that people can listen to the Word of God because, you know, Pastor Philip has a majestic voice. He does. He sounds like an African king, you know. And um, just before we read it, I'm, I, I can't seem to get out of, the, out of the, the, get going this morning, but Philip, come up, come up here, please. Grab a mic. He shared something with me this morning. He shared something with me that really blessed me. And, um, you know, I love Pastor Philip. He's a man of prayer. And he's been such a support to uh, uh, Pastor Joanna and myself. And, um, you know, he, he's sharing the gospel in so many places. But we were in the prayer this morning, a few of us. And uh, he, he just shared something with me that really blessed me. About when uh, the, the, the first Sunday you came. Number two. Hello? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, come on, let's see. I think it's turned on. Oh, there we go. There we go. One, two. No. No, dead as a dodo. Number two. One. One, two. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Well, I just came. Good morning, church. I hope we're all doing well and we're strong. Praise the Lord. In the presence of the Lord is joy. Hallelujah. So I just, uh, when we were in prayer today, I just got uh, something dropped into my heart and I thought, let me share it today, this morning. And I was sharing with Ellen and then I shared it in the, in the prayer room, how the Lord uh, wants us to stick into his word, how we go into uh, houses of, uh, uh, of worship and we get fed something else. We need to be very worried of the times. We need to listen to what uh, is being said from the pulpit. And we need to take that word and then read it for ourselves. Praise the Lord. That's not what the man is saying. We need to get what God is saying. And then we will have success. Then I shared that... Uh, when I, first, when I came back from Australia, I was looking for a place to, 
to worship us, Lord, to help me to find a place where you want to be planted. And I was invited by the late uh, Frank Kearns into this church, and, and, I, and I came and we sat down, and I, had my, I always take notes. And the pastor John was preaching and I was writing down, and we went, when we were going home, he asked me, he said, well, how did you find the, the, the ministry or the church today? And I said, man, that place there is where there is solid food. Food that is good for people. I said, do you know what I'm saying? He says, no. I said, uh, I was sitting there and he was preaching the word, just dishing it out and dishing it out. And everything he said, he took from the Bible. And he gave the scriptures and he gave the scriptures and he gave the scriptures. And at the end of the day, I counted them. And he said, did you really? I said, yes. <laughs> he gave down 23 scriptures. And it was said, a short message that week. It was, <laughs> and I said, man, he has given me enough food on my plate to feed on the whole week until I come back this Sunday. Praise the Lord. So we need to soak up when the word of God is coming from the pulpit. We need to grab it and, 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 and soak it up. And then when we get home, we revisit it again and say, Lord, what are you saying to us? That's how it is, church. It's not what man is saying. It's what God is saying to us. Praise God. Can you just stretch your hands towards Pastor Philip? Because like I said, we're, we're, you know, Luke has the gospel, the, the Christmas story in it. And so we're hoping in the next uh, week to 10 days that we're going to be able to record him reading through the gospel. And we're going to be able to put it on the podcast. And, and so if you ever want to just, instead of listening to a message, just listen to the word of God. Um, I could listen to him all day. And, uh, and I believe that's a gift. And, uh, and like I said, Pastor Philip lives it. He, he's not somebody who's just on a Sunday. I, I know this man well. And, he, you know, I know many times he's out and about. And he, there's been times he's gone over to Galway or other parts of the country just to pray with a person. You know, and, and there's nobody there. There's nobody there to witness it. There's nobody there to acknowledge or praise him. He does it because he loves people. And he's done this for years. And, you know, I have tremendous respect for him. And we're very, very blessed to have him, you know, as our associate pastor. Amen. Carrying the load. So, Lord, we just pray in Jesus' name that you're going to make a way for us to have somewhere really nice to film this. Lord, somewhere where there won't be noise or distractions. And I just pray, Lord, you'll open the door for us to be able to do that and to be able to do it in the next uh, a week or so in Jesus' name. And we believe it's going to be the first of the Gospels and other parts of the Word that, that Philip, Pastor Philip is going to read and we're going to record. And, and so people can just listen to the Word of God or, or watch him as he reads it and just be blessed as they're going about their daily business and going about their day in Jesus' name. Bless this man, even as he's been such a blessing to all of us in Jesus' name. All the people say it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Praise God. So you can remain standing. We're just going to read from Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19, if we have it up on the screen. So let's read it together. Now it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice 
glorified God and fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Amen. You may be seated. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. And I just pray this message is going to be Uh, more than simply a message, but it'll be the expression of the gratitude in my heart, in Jesus' name. Amen. Because, you know, sometimes we can be so familiar with things that we don't really have an adequate appreciation for them. Um, A year ago, I moved into, uh, we moved into our our home, which has a beautiful view. And, um, (laughs) you know, Jill, Jill, my mother-in-law and her son, uh, 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 you know, we're, we're, we were looking around, and the house needed quite a lot of work. And, and Jill, Jill, being Scottish, is intensely practical. And um, she was laughing. She, she often says about how I, I was standing there, and, and her son, who, who, who works in banking, was, was you know, calculating in, in his head the thousands we would need to try and finish this home. And I stood there and said, oh, would you look at the view? <laughs> and Jill was like, would you look at the cost? Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's it's amazing how sometimes people can come to our home and say, oh, what a beautiful view. And and you know what? You can get so familiar with something, you don't even see it. Um, You know, you're married to such a wonderful wife, and and you're with her so long, you you no longer even see it. And, And others are, you know, you're a blessed man to have her as a wife, or you're a blessed woman to have him as a husband. Um... And, uh, and, and, and so, again, it's so important for us to appreciate what God has given to us. So the title of the message is Grateful. Because how many times are we like these lepers? We have been touched, but we're not really grateful. We're, we're so distracted uh, with the blessings that we actually forget the blessor. How many of you know God has blessed you? Did you have a roof over your head last night? God, God has blessed you. Did you thank him today for that? Did you thank him for the fact that you, that you slept on a bed? That, have you thanked him for the fact that you didn't go to bed hungry last night? Have you thanked him for the fact that hopefully you have a job to go to tomorrow? Or that you have food in your fridge or money in your bank account? That, that you have people who love you? Have you thanked him for the fact that you woke up today? You woke up today. You know, a lot of people didn't. You woke up to see another day. And so when you think about it, there is so much that we have to be grateful for. And so one leper was so thankful, so grateful for what God had done in his life that he went back to give him thanks, while all of the others were simply glad, but not grateful. They were glad, 
Yeah, certainly. I mean, they were glad that they weren't going to die of leprosy. They were, they were glad that they were no longer subjected to being isolated from their friends and their loved ones and forced to cry out, unclean, unclean, if they came near anybody. And, and again, leprosy, there, there's, there's a parallel really between leprosy and the physical and, and sin in the spiritual. Because really, the, the life of a leper really was, was indicative or, or, or uh, symbolic of, of our spiritual reality as sinners. We were separated from God. We were unclean. And, you know, just as a leper was, was uh, uh, you know, destined to, to die a slow and a, and a painful death, um, you know, as, as leprosy would start to eat away at, at their, you know, extremities and their body, they'd lose fingers and, uh, and, and it was a disfiguring uh, d- disease that would leave them with terrible scars that would eventually kill them. This is what sin does to you. And, and this is what God fixed by sending Jesus to die on a cross. And, and, and this is what our, our generation needs to rediscover. There is no amount of education uh, that can, uh, 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 you know, uh, change uh, our, our spiritual condition. Um, you know, education or wealth or, 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 like I said, you know, driving a Bugatti or, or, or living in an exclusive neighborhood or having letters after your name do not actually make you a good person and certainly do not make you ready to stand before your creator because we are sinners subject to the wrath of God and destined to spend eternity in all of hell in hell, for it, except for the fact that God sent his son. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And that's why I believe alignment is such a key word for us because the moment you cry out to the Lord and believe in him as your savior, you become aligned not just with the cleansing power of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, but you become aligned with the the destiny, the calling, the purpose of almighty God. And, And that is the only way your life will ever make sense or ever bring you satisfaction. You know, I was thinking of the song the Rolling Stones used to sing about how I can't get any satisfaction. And that's the way this world is because, you know what, you, you can own the entire world with a fence around it. And, and ultimately, it's not going to satisfy you. There's a deep dissatisfaction on the inside of mankind. And, and yet, generation after generation after generation, we, we pursue the empty things of this world, thinking they will make us happy. And yet, invariably, people come to the conclusion that it wasn't that, it wasn't this, it wasn't the other. I, I thought if I would, you know, find love. Some of you have forgotten, you know, those times when you were single and you were dreaming of, of finding love. You were dreaming of one day being a husband or being a wife and yet today you're sitting next to the woman or the man that God blessed you with and you take her or him for granted. You have forgotten where you were and where God brought you from. You see, gratitude is so important. They were glad, but they weren't grateful. And I think that describes many of us. You know, I believe God wants to to release gratitude. He wants us to begin to release gratitude and thanksgiving to him. Because you know what? Nine out of ten of the lepers found a reason to not go back and give Christ thanks. And I think that's very much indicative of where much of the church is at. 
There are many people who are glad they're not going to hell, but they're not really grateful to Christ because you can see it by the way they live. You can see it by the way they give. You can see it by the way they pray. Because again, you know, our priorities are a reflection of our values. If I want to see what you value, all I've got to do is look at your bank account, look at your credit card statement. It, it tells right there what you value, what is important to you. Nine out of ten of these lepers found a reason to not go get back and give God thanks. Just as many today found a reason not to go to church, not to tithe, not to witness, not to serve, not to get involved. Well, Pastor, you see, my, my kids have soccer on Sundays. I, I have a lot of expenses. I, I don't have the time. Sunday is my only day off. I need a rest. I need some me time. Well, best of luck in eternity to see if me can save you. Because some people enter eternity and re only realize that me was their God. And so the Lord is still asking where are the other nine? It says, as they went, they were healed. I think that's interesting. That Jesus told them to go show yourself to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And this is how faith works. You see, faith is an action. And they, they shouted before the walls fell down. Amen. Um, Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. And, and in the same way, faith is an action. The woman uh, with the issue of blood, she reached out and touched the, the hem of the garment of, of Jesus. She didn't say, Lord, heal me and then I'll give, you, I'll give you glory. No, she reached out and she touched him by faith. You see, many people are waiting for God to touch them when God is waiting for them to touch him. Amen? See, faith doesn't wait for God to show up. Faith reaches out and touches him where he is, amen, and so as they went, they were healed, and so this is the thing, how many people don't realize that there is a process of going from where you are to where God wants to bring you, amen, to where you want, there's a process from going from where you are to where you want to be, and yes, some of you may not be where you want to be, but you know what, thank God you're not where you used to be, Amen? Uh, some of us used to be in a place where we would have a terrible headache about this time in the morning. We mightn't even be awake at this stage. You know, we're not where we used to be, and yet too many times we're fixated on the one thing God hasn't done, and we forget the 10,000 things that he has done for us. You know, Norval Hayes said this. He was a wonderful American minister, um, probably died 20, 20 odd years ago, but um, he spoke of giving God time to work, okay? Because you can get frustrated uh, because of what we have desired or prayed for hasn't come to pass yet, okay? But you have to give the word of God time to work in your life. Okay, whether that's, you know, in the area of healing or uh, tithing or confession or direction or, uh, you know, finding a spouse or whatever like that. You know, you have to learn to allow God to work. And remember, he works according to his time scale, not yours. 
And, and, and yes, we would love to kick our fingers and see everything change in our lives. We would love for God to wave a, a magic wand and, and everything to change immediately. But this is the reality. For some of you, it was a process of getting into the mess you're in. And for some of you, it might be a process of getting out. But if you stick with the process, you'll get there. Amen? And so, anyway, give the Word of God time to work. Because you don't just do something once or twice and then quit just because it hasn't happened immediately. Galatians 6, 9. Be not weary in well-doing, friend. Due season, you shall reap if you do not faint, if you do not quit, if you don't give up. You know, the Bible says, uh, do not be weary in well-doing. But pastor, I've been, I've been sharing the gospel and I haven't been, uh, 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 nobody has responded yet. Well, you know what? Keep sharing the gospel. Keep telling your story. Uh, but pastor, I've been praying for my family and none of them are saved yet. Keep praying for them in Jesus' name. Be like the persistent widow. Refuse to quit. Refuse to give up because God is not an unjust judge. He is a faithful God. He loves you. And just as he said to Daniel, from the very first day that you prayed, I heard you and I've come to call your prayers to come to pass. But you know what? There was a, a period of, uh, was it a, a 28 days where uh, before what he had prayed, um, it came to pass. Or was it 21 days? I can't remember. It was something like that. It was, it was like three weeks in a was it? Come on. 21 days? 28 days was a movie, wasn't it? That was a horror movie. Yeah. Okay. Wrong one. Okay. 20, 21 days. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I don't watch horror movies. I like to sleep well at night. I don't like to be in my bed. I just heard something, you know. Don't, don't fill yourself with that in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of those movies are made by people who are demonized, okay. They, they have a connection with the spiritual realm, and um, it'll bring a curse into your life. Don't be watching that stuff. Because in many ways, I believe some of those movies are an earthly reflection of an eternal reality that faces those who die without Christ. But you know, the worst horror movie ever made is in no way, uh, you know, uh, reflective of, of the awful, terrible reality that awaits those who die in hell. It's going to be the worst. It's going to be far worse than the worst horror movie. And you will be there for eternity if you die without Jesus Christ. That's why we're soul winners. That's why we're intentional in serving Christ. That's why I'm not afraid of what people think about me. I'm not afraid of being canceled or criticized or imprisoned because this is a sacred call. This is about eternal souls. And I'm going to do everything I can for as long as I have on this earth. I'm going to run with the vision. I'm going to, I'm going to give it my very best shot because I know this is about eternity. So, you know, let people put their labels on me and do whatever, defriend me, criticize me, condemn me. I don't care. I'm past caring. Okay, hallelujah. Only one person. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's all that matters is that we hear that. Glory to God. So let people think you're weird or strange or eccentric or, or, or whatever else. It doesn't matter. We, this is a time for us to stand up loud and proud. It's time for some of us to come out of the closet and declare, you know what? I belong to Jesus and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. See, I'm not ashamed to pray in tongues. 
Come on, just pray in tongues for a moment. Come on, if you, pray in the Spirit right now. Come on, stirring yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Bless this man, Lord. Bless this faithful man who is trying desperately to keep those decorations on the stage. Come on, pray in the Spirit. Just stir yourself up for a moment in Jesus' name. You need to learn how to stir yourself up. Glory to God. Lord, stir our hearts, Lord. Stir our hearts in Jesus' name. Help us to be sensitive to your voice, Lord God. Help us to know you. Help us to know you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Lord, we are so grateful in Jesus' name. Thank you for the, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge your welcome in this place today in Jesus' precious name. Praise the Lord. Next week, I don't want that stuff there, okay? It's too much of a distraction. I don't care if it's Christmas. This is the stage. The focus is the Word of God, okay? So, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Bless you, Peter. Thank you. So, uh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Anyway, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. Only God knows when your due season is. I think it's tragic that sometimes people quit just before their due season was about to arrive. Maybe, maybe a year, maybe a month, maybe a week, maybe a day, maybe an hour, maybe a minute. Just before the breakthrough is about to manifest, they just quit and walk away. That's why Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Because I, I'm of the conviction that God personally delivers the blessings that he has for his children. You know, I was just talking to a man in Wales uh, a few days ago at the Bible school graduation. He shared about how his wife, it was impossible for her to have children. And, you know, he was in this Bible school and he prayed and he said, you know what, Lord, all things are possible with you. And he was there holding a beautiful little blondie little boy two or three years of age, remind me of my little Ewan, and uh, it just blessed my heart. And, and he said, and, you know, my wife is expecting our second. Just a miracle, you know, without even asking. He didn't even ask for a second, but you know what? The Bible says, you know, that he'll give you a, a double portion in Jesus' name. How many of you love that old charismatic song? To a grateful heart, a double portion comes. It's like some, I was talking to Cassie this morning about a, a song, and she said, Pastor, was I alive when they were singing that? And I said, no. She said, well, that's why I don't know it. Sometimes you forget that time is, is passing by. Amen? And you know, that's the, we must remind ourselves, you know, the, the sand is passing through the hourglass. Many of us can remember when we were little, little kids, and yet today, here we are, we're adults. Huh? Some of us, you're not loud, you're not loud. No, I don't want any heckling, I'll have you removed. This is the one place where I have any power over that woman. Uh, no, we're a team, praise the Lord. I know you aren't, sweetie. Love you very much. You look particularly beautiful today. Praise the Lord. I remember that first day. We went on our first date. I was walking down Marion, no, Nassau Street. You were wearing a peach suit you had bought in Fred's. 
For those of you who don't know Fred's Boutique, it's St. Vincent de Paul. <laughs> it's the Scottish jeans. She loves a bargain. And we were just walking down, and she was wearing this lovely uh, pinkish, peachy, no, pink. pink, pink, pinky color. It was like a pastel. I'm sounding really gay here. Um, it, was, it was a pastel. We were walking down Nassau Street, and I felt as proud as punch. I felt like I was, I was six feet tall with this beautiful woman by my side, going on our first date together. 1998, September 1998, just before I went for Bible school. And you know what? God has been good to me. He has blessed me through this beautiful woman. He has blessed me so richly, and I'm very, very grateful to God for her. Amen. I know, she's not her head. Move on, John. Move on. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know what, what has happened to time today. <laughs> anyway, let's get in to the message. If you stick with the word of God, the manifestation will come. Okay? Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season, uh, in due season, Glory to God. And, and that word, due season, is very key because when we were uh, dating, I remember, uh, uh, you know, we got engaged. I got engaged at Christmas. And I remember Joanna lived in a very posh part of Dublin over in, in, in uh, Sally Noggin. Um, no, not Sally. It, it was next to Sally Noggin. It was Glenigiri Road. Very, very posh kind of area. And I remember we used to walk. We used to go for long walks, um, uh, uh, you know, just chatting together and talking and dreaming. You know, we both had a dream of being in ministry and serving the Lord together. And we used to walk and, and, and we'd be walking past all these beautiful houses. And um, I didn't have a penny. And, uh, 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 but, but you know what, we, it's, it's like this, I remember as a saying, as a kid, I remember hearing that saying, a cat can look at a queen. You understand that concept? You know, and nobody can, can look at, at something that's far beyond them. And so we remember looking, walking through Glenagiri and all these beautiful houses saying, you know, what kind of house did you like, Joanna? I like this and I like that. And we were just, we were just dreaming together. And, and you know what? Today, you know, we're living in a beautiful house we moved into in January. It's, it's, it's a dream come true to be there. And we're very grateful. Uh, but it, it took a while to get there. Amen. And, and it might take some of you a while to get there. You might be sitting here today and, and, and you know, the only things you own are, are the clothes on your back. You may be renting and it's, and it's tough and you're in a difficult situation. All I can say to you is, don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Amen? It's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. Amen? Paul said, I've finished the course. And, and so, just because you're going through a part of the course that's difficult... I remember, you know, I used to race many, many years ago, race bikes, I used to love it, it was my passion, and, uh, uh, but, but you know, I, I don't know how many, how many races I went to around the country, and, and, uh, but there was always a difficult part, uh, you know, whether it was a, a really steep hill, or, and, and you know, the, the thing about going up a steep hill is at least you, you can go down the other side, and so, uh, you know, some of us forget that there's a course, and sometimes you might feel like you're just climbing and climbing and climbing, don't quit. Just because it's hard. Amen. Don't quit. Uh, because God has a, a, a purpose. God has a plan. And, and, and so he sees where he's bringing you. The problem is too many times we see where we are right now. 
Amen. But some of you, if, if God could open your eyes to see what he has for you down the road, you would be dancing a Pentecostal jig right where you are. You wouldn't be able to hold it back because you'd be just so full of joy. And so don't get discouraged. Do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Amen. So don't faint. Don't quit. Don't give up in Jesus' name. And so, anyway, uh, there's a process. Stick with the word of God, um, and the manifestation will come. Because, you know, for Joanna and myself, I mean, uh, you know, we've been tithing for, for, like I said, for 30 years. And we didn't see breakthroughs overnight. We didn't get a house um, uh, uh, when we got married. One of the things I was really anxious about before we got married was that um, I didn't have a house. And we rented a a, a tiny little house um, in in Selbridge. And... uh, and, and you know what? It was a great start. But, and, and I remember the pastor uh, talking to him because I came, from the, and, um, I came from the country. And in the country, all the houses are just big. It's just the way it is. Any of you who live in the country know that. You know, and, and, and then you, come, you, come, you come to the city and you're like, man, this, this is so small. And it's just you have more space in the country. And, uh, but, but I remember saying to the pastor, I says, I, I'm, I'm marrying Joanna in a few months and I don't want to have a home for her. And he said, well, you know, when we got married, he said, uh, my business, uh, he, he was an electrician. He said, we ran our business out of the boot of my car. I didn't have a premises. He says, we didn't have a home. We just rented a little apartment. He says, but we were together and we were happy. And I thought it was such good advice is what matters in marriage is that you're together and that you're happy. And because, you know, a house or, or anything else can't make you happy. You have to be happy in each other. And you have to appreciate each other. And, and you know, down the road, God did, you know, add, add a home to us. But anyway, we didn't see the breakthroughs overnight. But you know what? God has blessed our lives and he's been faithful. And, you know, I left my company. Uh, I, I'd been over 18 years working as an, an engineer for an insurance company. And um, I'd been waiting two years. I'd asked them for redundancy. I wanted to go into full-time ministry. And I asked them, and, and you know, they, they said, you have to wait, you have to wait, you have to wait. And eventually they came back and said, no, we're not going to give you anything if you leave. And, um, and so I, I was faced with this choice. I could choose to stay. Um, and have a, a, a steady, continual income, or uh, we could leave with nothing. And uh, it was a step of faith, and it certainly wasn't something I'd expected, because I'd often imagined over the years, you know, if they were to make me redundant, how much would I get? And I was trying to do calculations in my head. I've been 18, 18 and a half years, and, and I used to just imagine, you know, maybe, maybe we'll buy a speedboat, or maybe we'll, we'll do something crazy like go on a cruise, or just, you know, clear the mortgage, or whatever. And... Um, Anyway, uh, suddenly I was confronted with the reality that none of that was going to happen, and uh, it was a big disappointment, uh, but we both felt to proceed anyway, and um, uh, we knew it was God's timing to leave, even though it didn't make sense in the natural, and... um, it looked ridiculous, actually, to be leaving uh, into the, you know, particularly with, with, with nothing. It looked ridiculous, but I think it was, uh, or Roberts once said, unless you're willing to do the ridiculous, you'll never experience the miraculous. And uh, so we, we, uh, we felt to take this step of faith, and that's why I thank God that, that my wife has been with me every step of the way, and, uh, uh, you know, she's a woman of faith, and... Um, so we were, we were in agreement uh, 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 about this. You know, we, we, we prayed and we had peace and God has provided. God has been faithful. 
And uh, because it was just before COVID, when, we, uh, it, when I left the, the job and in the natural, it seemed like an irrational, uh, crazy thing to do. Um, uh, because this is the, the other balance to it. Over the years, I've seen men, um, uh, you know, bring their family through grinding poverty in the name of answering the call of God. And it's, it's foolish, it's, it's a lack of wisdom, and in many times I've seen those marriages break up because one of the biggest causes of strife in marriages is finances. So, you know, money does matter. Money matters. And, uh, uh, and, and so, you know, those years I had a steady income. I was very, very grateful for that. And, um, uh, but, you know, the time had come for us to take uh, that step. And so you have to be sensitive to the times and the seasons of God. Just because God has called you doesn't mean that it's time for you to be in full-time ministry. Ministry. You know, Paul said, Paul the apostle, uh, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. So there's a difference between calling and separation, and some people get the two confused, and they can, um, you know, uh, step out before time and, and consequently get into a, a lot of trouble. I remember the day Joanna told her dad, um, that I, who was uh, a, an atheist at the time, and um, that I was leaving my secular job. Uh, of 18 years, along with the security of having an income and a company car and all of the and pension and all of the benefits that came with it, and he said to her, "So you're going to be poor?" And she said, "No, Dad, we're going to be blessed." <laughs> and I love that about Joanna. She, you know, she immediately responded, and uh, you know, within a week of leaving the job uh, with nothing, um, we got a check from uh, AIB. Uh, and I remember opening this letter, and uh, at the bottom was a check for 5,000 euros. And uh, it was saying that because we had applied for a tracker at the time of taking out our mortgage about 13 years earlier, and, um, and for whatever reason we, did, we didn't get it at the time, but they should have given it to us because somebody took them to court and won their case, and as a consequence of that, you know, anybody else who was in a similar situation um, uh, was liable for the, the interest that they, they paid above what the tracker rate would have been. And, um, and so with a check for 5,000, we were like, thank you, Lord, you are faithful, hallelujah. And, um, you know, there was two or three pages of writing. I'm not a detailed person. Uh, my wife would, would confirm that. Um, uh, you know, she, she got so angry at me the last day because I was meant to paint the skirtings and... Um, I, I, I painted them like half an hour after each other and it all bubbled up. And she said, did you not read the, the, the instructions? I said, of course not, I'm Irish. That's just, that's just what we do. Asher, it'll be grand, so it will. You know, she, she's British, she reads instructions. I mean, I can't understand somebody that does that, but um, you know, there's a reason why we got one of the biggest banks in the world, Anglo-Irish. It was one of the most successful, profitable banks in the world. Asher, it'll be grand, so it will. <laughs> and it all went down in flames. Um, Anyway, there's probably a lesson there somewhere. But um, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. So about two weeks later, I pick it up. And I decided to, to just read down. And suddenly, about a second or third paragraph said, this is the first payment of what we will be giving you. And like, sort of like, shaka, shaka. <laughs> shaka can. Well... With maybe a month or two later, uh, we got about 35,000. We got about 40,000 in all. We were able to pay off both of our cars and put money off our mortgage. Out of nowhere. 
And it was all paid for by a bank. Glory to Jesus. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to the Lord, the Bible says. And so anyway, sadly, my last day in AXA was my father-in-law's last day on this planet. And, and it was very, very poignant to think about that. He, he died the same day that we went into full-time ministry. And it's interesting that 15 years ago, when we started All Nations Church, we started our church with the tide of an inheritance that he had given to his daughter, Joanna, and, and the other kids he gave them. And so we had a 7,000 euro tide. And, and let me say this, we, we could have bought houses far quicker in the early days of our, of our walk with God, but we tied it on what we had. And in the natural, it reduced what we could do. But you know what? God doesn't forget. God sees what we do for him. And, and that was the first 7,000 we put into the account of All Nations Church. And with that 7,000, we were able to cover the hotel for the, the first six months. We were also able to pay a solicitor to make it a, a limited company so everything would be transparent and, and accountable and done right. And um, it, it was almost like things had gone full circle because our church was started with the money that he gave to her. And, and then, like I said, the day we step into a full-time ministry, into a, I believe into a fuller anointing, into a fuller uh, a sense of, of, of God's purpose, was the day that he steps into eternity. And you know, even though he had been an atheist, and I had shared the gospel with him, he was Scottish, he had such a love for Scotland. I remember one time he said, what will it take um, f for you to get saved? And he, I said, will it be, I mean, will it have to be an angel appearing to you in a kilt? And he says, yes, yes, something like that. <laughs> he was a very rational man. And, uh, and he hadn't responded right there and then. But I, I, I personally believe, in, and Joanna and Jill are of the same conviction, that in the final moments of his life that he did cry out to the Lord. And particularly because, you know, a dream she had, but also there was something in his voice, in his, the final message he left to my wife. There was, it was almost like a different man speaking. And I know God touched his life. I really believe that very, very strongly. God will answer your prayers. I believe that. Even if you haven't seen the answer yet, after having done all to stand, stand there for. And, and, and you know the thing this spoke to me was how God can bless you through unusual sources. Because the person that financed this church was an atheist. The person who, who, who started this church and, and the person who, who was responsible for you know, blessing us with a home where so many people have been coming and, and have been receiving the Lord Jesus and been encouraged. And, you know, in the next week, I think we're going to have another group of people coming out to our home. Um, you know, that, Joanna's dad played a large part in that. And, and so I'm just simply saying is just, God can bless your life through the most unusual sources. My first time meeting Ken, uh, Joanna's dad, we were engaged and it was going to be my first time meeting him. And Joanna and Jill warned me. They said, John, please. Because every, every second, second sentence, I would say, praise the Lord. 
or thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was going down to the shop and thank you, Jesus. I was, I, I was getting off the plane and thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so they said, please, he's, he's, he's an atheist and he can, he can get kind of wound up sometimes. And so just, just try and keep it. And I was like, okay, keep it. Keep it together, John. Keep it together, John. So I was coming from an outreach. We'd been giving out flowers. I've done it for years. And so I was coming from an outreach to meet Joanna's dad for the first time. And I remember they ushered me into, the, into, the, uh, into their lounge area, the sitting room of this lovely old house. And uh, he was there and I was there. And my, my jacket was stuffed with tracks, you know. And so I walk in and I'm like, John, don't say praise Jesus, don't say praise, just, just keep it together, just try and act normal. Have you, ever, have you ever prayed that prayer, Lord, please help me to just act normal around people, you know? And, and so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in and, and, and suddenly we're confronted with each other. And we, we just looked each other in the face and I said, hello, and he said hello. And then we just stood there, it was so awkward. It was, he, he didn't know what to say. Uh, well, I certainly didn't know what to say. He probably knew what to say, but was holding it back. And, and, and so we, we just kind of looked at each other for about 60 seconds. And, and um, I, I just started to get really hot. And so I remember I just, I just took off my jacket. And, and uh, you know, Gian uh, always says, that's my signature move when I'm preaching. I took off my jacket. And as I did, hundreds of tracks just went flying up in the air. I don't know if you remember that moment. Thanks, Philip. And uh, there was flowers everywhere. Well, you should have seen Joanna and Jill. <laughs> I remember when my father was thinking, oh my God, she's marrying one of those. He's an activist. And uh, <laughs> But I'm so grateful that he didn't ask me questions like, How much money do you have? <laughs> or how do you propose to support my beautiful daughter, who could have been Miss Ireland, in my opinion? Or he didn't ask me questions like, where are you planning to live? Because I, I didn't have a clue. Or, or if he was African, how many cows can you afford to give me for her? I mean, so you African guys, you got it tough. I mean, you got to come up with a herd of, of cows and you're working in IT. I mean, I, I don't know how that even works. <laughs> but he didn't ask me any of those questions. And, and to this day, I thank God for that man. He never wants, because I was in Bible school. I had nothing. I'd sold my car to get to Bible school. That was the only thing I had. I had a lovely sports car and I didn't even have that anymore. And, but he never once asked me an awkward question like that, because I was in Bible school and I was broke. Broke, 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 broke. I didn't, I didn't have a job, I didn't have money, and uh, I didn't have a car or a home, and still, he allowed Joanna uh, to marry me. And you know what, God has blessed me so much through her life. He's blessed me with five beautiful kids. He's blessed us in, in ministry, and you know what, we've had 23 of the happiest years together. Joanna, I want you to come up here, please, darling. You know, God has been good to us. And, and if you're saved, God has been good to you too. And, and I know I didn't get very far in the message today. If, if we could grab a mic for Joanna as well there, please. 
I, I thank God for her life. You know, 20, 24 years ago, I asked her to marry me. Thank you. And we were sitting in the sitting room, no, in the kitchen, late at night. She was, she was sitting on the table and we were just chatting. We used to just chat for hours. I mean, when I was in Bible school, Jill was tormented because, you know, because of the hours, we were six hours behind. So Joanna at three o'clock in the morning was like, <laughs> talking to me for hours. And Jill was upstairs, you know, you could hear through the floor and she's like lying in bed. Oh dear God, will this ever end? <laughs> but you know what? He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And, and you know what, if you're married, please don't take your spouse for granted. They're a gift from God to you. And if you're single, prepare your heart for who God has for you because God is the right person and the right person is worth waiting for. And, um, and so l- let me just read this quote by Charles Spurgeon. So long as we are receivers of mercy, we must be givers of thanks. You see, thanksgiving is the only appropriate response to God for all he has done. So I'd like you all to stand to your feet today. You know, I'd like to thank God, like I said, for Ken Chu and for the blessing that man has been to us and the kindness that he showed to us. You know, many times we would have the blessing of, of going over to Scotland and spend time with him and, and uh, you know, he was always so kind and I know he loved Joanna so much and uh, you know, family is a blessing. And like I said, you might have family today that they may be far from God. You need to love them where they are. Don't condemn them. Don't be always going, getting, down their, their, getting down on top of them or trying to jump down their throat. Love them where they are because, you know, family is a blessing. Family is from God. Family is a sacred gift. And, 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 and you know what? If, if nothing else, you can model Christ to your family. You can model the unconditional love of Christ. Yes, at times they may frustrate you, they may disappoint you, uh, they may agitate you, but you know what? And, and even as we're approaching the Christmas season, I know, I know, what, that can be, I know what that can be like. You know, you know just before, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna pray with Pastor Joanna here, but before we do, you know, I have an older brother and me and him have never got on, never. Um, the fact is, as a, as a seven-year-old kid, I started doing weights because I wanted to kill him. And, 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 and he, he was quite a, a difficult person to get along with. You know, he, he had epilepsy and he, maybe it was the epilepsy or the drugs he was on. He, 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 was, he was hard work at times. And uh, I, I remember one New Year's Eve, we were down in Kerry and, and, and we were having a New Year's Eve service and I, I, I wanted to do a quick little video to, to just say, hey, everybody, just from Pastor Joanna and Joanna, we love you, we want to bless you. And, and my brother had the TV on, he was blaring. I was down in the sitting room, I said, Mike, can you just leave it off for two minutes? I just need to do this video. And he just got in my face. And before I knew it, I was throwing fists. I smacked him across the jaw. I was, it's, it's an Irish thing, you know. One minute, one minute we're singing, the next minute we're throwing fists. I don't know what it is. <laughs> my mother came in, broke us up. He walked away with a bloody nose. and. I'm, I'm, I'm back down there to take Pastor John's video to everybody. Hello, everybody. And I felt like such a hypocrite. I did. I was convicted. I, I just said, Lord, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Because we can get into the flesh, like I said. But you know what? Family is a blessing. And uh, so just be mindful of that coming up to Christmas. You're going to be around family maybe, and, and some of them 
at times may rub you up the wrong way, but you know what? Let's, let's pray to God to help us to love unconditionally, to love as we have been loved. Because how many of you know, we're not the easiest for the Lord either, but he loves us and he's been so kind to us. And, and again, I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this woman. You know, she's been, along with her mother-in-law, have been such an influence on me to be a better man and to be a godly man. And, and you know, she's probably one of the holiest people I know. And at times I get convicted when I'm around her. But you know what? Joanna has blessed my life. And, and probably some of you think this is like a broken record or I'm being disingenuous. I'm not. I mean it. I thank God for her every day. I thank God for her life. I thank God for Joanna Chu. <laughs> Joanna Chu. And I just pray a blessing on my wife today, Lord. And, and, and Lord, I just use her as a point of contact, Lord, for, for every person out there that is married. And, and every person out there that is single and desires to be married, Lord, I pray you will grant them their heart's desires. I pray, Lord, that you will cause them to find love, to find the right person. In Jesus' name. And I thank you so much, Lord, that, that you know, the happiness that Joanna and myself have shared over the years, I pray that the couples, the, the, those who are married in this church and those who are watching, that they will experience that as well. And that, you know, if their marriage isn't where it needs to be, that you will help them to get there. You will help them to move beyond their, their dysfunction or habits or issues or hurts. That you will bring healing to people's hearts. And I, I pray for those who have been disappointed or betrayed, that you will bring healing to their life, Lord and that you will bring the right person to them in Jesus' name. Lord, we are grateful. We're grateful, Lord God, for your goodness to us, for your kindness to us. Lord, we're grateful for, you know, the people who have shown kindness to us over the years. I'm grateful for my mother-in-law and for the blessing she's been to us and the prayers. And, and, and Lord, I thank you for her and my mom and the blessing. You know, as my mom led me to Christ, I had a dream during the week and in that dream, I, I saw my, myself as a young man just as, as a young kid, but I was in prison. And it was my mom that God used to, 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 to model Christ and to, to bring the gospel. And, 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 and through her, I got, I got saved ultimately because she was the one going to church. She was the one praying. She was the one serving God. And, and so we have so much to be grateful for. You, you know, somebody shared the gospel. Someone somewhere, someone somewhere shared the gospel with you or prayed for your soul or stood in the gap for you. Yeah, you know, many of you that have come from other nations, you know, there have been men and women who laid their lives down. You know, the, the, many of the Swedish missionaries, and they, they would put their belongings in a coffin when they would go to these nations. You know, these British missionaries that went to the world. You know, these American missionaries that have gone to the world with the gospel. I, I'm so grateful for these men and women because, because of them, the light has been brought to dark places. You know, many of you would still be worshiping dead idols, except that somebody, somewhere, paid the price to take the gospel. And so, I don't know about you, I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful for what He has done. I'm so grateful for what He is doing. And I'd like to, my wife, just to pray a prayer today over everybody that's gathered in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for my husband. <laughs> and um, we just thank you for every person here that's part of the family of all nations. 
We thank you, Father. We just pray a blessing. We just release the blessing. You know, there's a blessing that we can release as pastors to you because you're, you know, you're, you're our sheep. You're in our, in our flock. And so we just, we just release the blessing of God, that you would be blessed as you come in, that you would be blessed as you go out, that everything that you put your hand to would prosper, that God's favor would surround you as a shield, that he would make his face to shine upon you, that you would be a light in the darkness wherever you go. Lord, I just thank you for these people here today. Thank you for their support. Thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for those serving on teams, Lord. Uh, our leadership team and on our on all the teams that we have here father i just want to pray a blessing on their faithfulness to sow their time to give of their energy you know times it can be a sacrifice but you know the lord doesn't see that uh, you know he looks on this and he he, want, he will bless that faithfulness it says that you know that uh, scripture in hebrews uh it's got out of my head now um, but he will not forget, he's not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love and that you've shown to his name and as you minister to the saints and you do minister. And that's what you're doing. You're ministering, you're serving, you're serving God, but you're also serving in the body here and you're helping us take the load from us. And so, Father, I just pray multiplied strength, multiplied power, favor, blessing, blessings to overtake them. As the Bible says, a faithful man will abound in blessings. I pray that over our teams, over our leadership, and over every person that comes here, that calls All Nations Church their home. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Just before we finish with a song, with every head bowed, every eye closed, one moment, we want to give you an opportunity. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, There's no more important issue for you to settle than your eternal destiny. The Bible says man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go through the streets. Will your eternal home be heaven or hell? There's no question more important than that. Who's in politics or what party prevails or what ideology prevails or what happens a lot everything else is irrelevant pales into utter insignificance compared to that one question for man goes to his eternal home are you ready for eternity are you ready to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ have you accepted him as your Lord and your Savior God so loved the world do you know the love of God is reaching out towards you right now you may have sinned you may have done wrong but the Lord loves you and he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross so that you could know him. And so if you don't have that assurance that heaven is your home and Jesus is your Lord, I want you to put your hand up high today. If you want to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody else put your hand up. Just those. If you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, then put your hand up. Don't walk out of this place today. If you know you're not right with God, if you know you're not ready to step into eternity, then put your hand up. We're going to pray for you today. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Amen. Is there anybody else here today? You want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Don't let pride cause you to miss the miracle of the moment. If you know
know you're not right with God. You know you've never been born again. You know you're not ready to step into eternity. Put your hand up and we're going to pray for you as well. We're not, amen. God bless you. We're not looking to embarrass anybody. We're just giving you an opportunity to respond and receive what God has for you. Jesus loves you, but you must respond and say yes to him. Is there anybody else here today? You know you need to respond and say yes to Jesus Christ. Nobody else with your hand up, please. Don't confuse matters. Amen. Are you putting your hand up? Amen. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I see that hand. God bless you. Is there anybody else here today? Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. Come on. The Lord is moving in this place. Don't switch off, people. I know we've gone a little over time, but that's okay. God's going to do a miracle in the lives of these people. Praise God. Could those of you put your hand up, just come down here to the front, and I'm going to pray with you in Jesus' name. Come on. Praise the Lord. Give them an encouragement as they come. Come down here to the front. We're going to pray with you. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come on, give this young lady an encouragement as she comes. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Come on, guys. We should be rejoicing. Praise the Lord. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. Could you stretch your hands towards them today? The Lord's going to do a miracle in your hearts. Just look at me and pray this simple prayer. The Lord loves you and He has a plan and a purpose for your life. All you've simply done today is you're saying yes. Yes to your will and yes to your way. Amen. His will and His way. So just look at me and say this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart that you were born of a virgin, that you lived a perfect life. So I'm going to start again. Come on, praise the Lord. God bless you. Hey, come on, praise the Lord. It's, it's not an easy thing to come up in front of people. I understand that. And for Irish people, it's even harder to do it if you're sober. Irish people can do anything if they have a little bit of drink in them. But that's why we need... Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Glory to God. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, He enables you to do things you never thought you could do. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, is there anybody else before we pray? Okay, we're going to pray. Two seconds. If you know you need to be down here, I'm going to give you 15 seconds to run down and be included in this prayer as well, in Jesus' name. Okay? Ready? Anybody? Okay, then just look at me. I want you to say this prayer out loud and mean it, okay? God's going to, we're doing business with God right now. He's going to do a miracle in your heart. Just pray this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart that you were born of a virgin, that you lived a perfect life, and that when you died on the cross, you died in my place, bearing my sin and shame into my heart Lord Jesus Christ and forgive me of my sins I accept you as my Lord and Savior thank you Jesus for saving me amen come on give a shout of praise to the Lord I want you to pray I want every one of these people to receive prayer right now in Jesus name amen thank you Lord praise God